Just some podcast media. The thoughts and opinions expressed on Buried Pleasures are those of the host and the guests and do not represent any views of any organizations that we may volunteer for or be employed by. Listeners should be aware that there may, most likely, be profanity and discussions on topics that may require a little discretion. You have been warned. I came from the mud. There's dirt on my hands. Strong like a tree. There's roots where I stand. Welcome, welcome to another episode of Buried Pleasures. I'm your host, Pollyanna Amazing. Tonight I have a phenomenally and amazing and awesome and you know all these other things guy who happens to have his own show but i'll let him introduce himself eric welcome to the show thank you thank you hello everybody from buried pleasures my name is the dollar store dom eric motherfucking weinstein i only say the fucking part because everybody gives me shit when i don't i am from the podcast 69 whiskey a lovely place where you can come and learn about all of the kinky things that you desire and how to do them safely we also talk about bar etiquette and a bunch of other things so just come by and learn how to do things in a safe manner, please. <laughs> That's the best. And you have a lovely co-host as well. Yep. Motorboat and Matt Mish. I'd play his theme music, but he's not here and I don't feel like doing it. That's right. <laughs> he's going to be salty that we didn't ask him to come along, but sorry, Maddie. Love you. I, this- I told him he knows it's fine. Oh, good. It's not because I don't love you, Matt. It's not. I just wanted a different conversation with Eric about consent. Today, we're going to talk about the pleasures of consent. And because you are the dollar store dom, (laughs) and I love the reason why you are the dollar store dom. Actually, for my patrons who have not heard that story, I would love you to tell them, why are you the dollar store dom? Tell me. So to preface all of this because truth be told i have a very 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 long history within the bdsm community i spent a lot of time within the washington bdsm lifestyle and the first real kink that i explored and the first real methodology of being a dom that i explored was fireplay so my fire kit is something that i like have a lot of pride and a lot of joy in i've taught classes i've done all sorts of different stuff but truth be told up until about a year and a half ago i was using dollar store cups in my (laughs) fire cupping kit That can't be good. Are they treated for heat and (laughs) what i was using them for no Were they effective? Yes, (laughs) for the most part. I did have a couple of accidents, but at least they're dollar store cups, and I don't feel so bad when they hit the ground and shatter, rather than my very new, very nice, I think $5 a piece cups. Mm -hmm. So, yes, I'm being a cheap bastard, but... Y'all can give me all the shit you want later. I don't care. It's the greatest. Yeah. If you've ever had a dollar store Dom put cheesy cups on you, just write in and let us know. (laughs) Please tweet that out because that's hilarious. I love that story. While we're talking about fun stuff with Fireplay, one of the things that is a huge theme that most people are talking about is consent. 
and in BDSM play and in dating life in general, you need to have consent. It really helps when you have consent. That's what you're supposed to have, right? Like you're supposed to say, please, may I? <laughs> the dog agrees. The dog agrees for sure. <laughs> but yeah, no, a lot of the things that I do with people and every time that I step into like, any sort of play space, any sort of situation where I am going to actively play with somebody in a BDSM or even in just a sexual manner or even just a regular manner. Consent is a major part of my everyday life because the last thing that I want is to cross somebody's boundary. It's very easy to overstep so being able to communicate and basically build up a solid form of communication that everybody is comfortable with is very key to and to everyday lifestyles but especially in the bdsm world when you're talking about using whips on somebody you're talking about lighting somebody on fire in my case you're talking about using electricity on people there are always things that you are going to need to talk about and going to need to discuss based on the type of things that you are trying to do and it all revolves back to consent yes Consent is a very important part of relationships and break that down again to relate to other people. We have this need to know how we can communicate and communication is something that is needed. You need consent for communication. You don't just walk up to somebody and start telling them your life story and they look at you like, okay, hello is good, right? <laughs> I don't need to know everything just yet. Hang on. I don't know you. So we have to be able to not even give consent, but know what our boundaries are so that we know how to, to interact with each other, to have relationships like that. In the BDSM world, and I love it that you're so candid. You are able to explain to people, let's take one of the fun kink fetishes that you have. Name your favorite kink fetish that other people have looked at you like, oh my God, okay. why? Well, I'll give you one better. There's yeah. the best one for negotiation. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Electrical play. Electrical play has a very simple yes or no on whether or not this is going to happen. Mm -hmm. Do you have a heart problem or do you have any sort of electrical objects currently on your body or in your body that help you function? If that is the case, we cannot do this play. End of story. End of negotiation. You can't give consent. Yeah. Another one that I really like to do. Have you eaten today? <laughs> We've heard this story. Yes. <laughs> I've heard this Motherfuckers. <laughs> Please. Eat. You are going up on a goddamn cross to get beat. Your body needs to be in a decent, like, condition. For sure. Fucking eat! It's important to take care of yourself, especially when you're going into your play scenes, which, 
Let's talk for a second about setting up a scene because I know that you are just absolutely the best at the explanation of how to set up a scene and how safety and how consent plays into that. So I'll do fire because that one's fun. That one's hysterical for me. Actually, no, that one's kinky for me. So, of course, because it's fire, you're going to need a candle. A lot of times, because I'm such a cheap bastard, I have tea lights. But for the times when I'm trying to do something really special for somebody, it'll be like scented candles or like really ornate, intricate ones that are like, supposed to like drizzle down onto stuff that kind of stuff i think that's cool i think that's interesting on top of that it's part of a tool set that's useful to you the other thing that you need is a container of rubbing alcohol i primarily use mason jars the reason for this is It's real easy to throw the lid onto a mason jar if, let's say, it starts to catch fire and you need to quickly snuff out the flame so you don't lose all of your fluid. Listen, everything that I do has a purpose, but the fact of the matter is there are ways to make it pretty. There are ways to do it so that it's intimate and that it's sexual. So instead of using a mason jar, let's say it's like a nice kind of pot looking thing. Mm-hmm. But remember, you got to get something that you can make airtight because of the issue with the fire and possible accidents you could have. Nobody thinks about this part of the BDSM. They think about the rough sex stuff and, you know, whatever. Nobody thinks about what happens when you get yourself on fire. <laughs> Listen, this is what good dobs do. I've had some of the greatest conversations of my life sitting around, sitting in a lounge area of a BDSM dungeon because the dungeon that I most frequented when I was in Washington State was in somebody's house. Mm -hmm. So the lounge area was their living room. So we were basically sitting around a living room with a ton of doms of all different varieties, all different experiences. And everybody's just like, oh yeah, I use this because this is something that could go terribly fucking wrong. And this is why I use this. And I've had this happen with a toy. That's why I do this. That's really interesting. I mean, like, it's just like having a team's meeting at your job. (laughs) So you can discuss other people, like having a variety of people on your team makes the team work best. So if you're go BDSM. (laughs) It's hysterical. I I love, that's one of the reasons why I also love going to munches. Mm-hmm. because getting to talk with other people that are like either toy makers or whatnot, you can find out so much information just on the random bullshittery that people are like, oh, I made this toy because I was using this other toy and it fucking exploded on me for this reason. Right. 
And so I researched how to fix that problem. And so this is what I came up with. Yes. I was actually talking to our favorite toy maker today, as a matter of fact. (laughs) I'm actually getting ready to talk to one of my favorite toy makers tomorrow at 10 a.m., They are going to be coming on and telling me all about functionally vibrating earrings. Oh, interesting. This company called The Dungeon Store, we saw them at Test Fest and Exotica. Mm -hmm. But my submissive bought a pair of like earrings that are shaped like vibrators Uh that function. Okay. (laughs) That she wears to all of the events now. I love it. I love it. I love innovation. I think that anytime you can get a good idea out there, get them out there. It's freaking hilarious. Vibrator earrings. That's the kind of stuff that I love discovering going to these places. That's awesome. I think that's a really cool thing about Exotica. To the lay person, I'll say, to somebody who's very vanilla and has never encountered any of those things. And I'm not sitting here from a lofty position saying that I'm the living best about BDSM. I just to have my guests that know all about it come on and talk about it. But I think there's such a great community. Not everybody likes plain Jane sex, right? Like some people like to be adventurous. And that's not to say that you have to be, but if you are... That's a great safe space to go to, to find really cool things to check out. What was your favorite at Exotica this year? Exotica wasn't as fun. As, oh, it was disappointing. Like, I'm sorry to hear that. No, don't get me wrong. I do love Exotica for the ability to network and the ability mm-hmm. to spread the brand of 69 Whiskey and do work. Mm-hmm. Exotica is work for me. So the events that are fun for me are going to dungeons, going to places like Test Fest, which was a BDSM sex convention where during the daytime there was classes and vendors and live demonstrations, all sorts of craziness happening all day and then as soon as the nighttime hit the entire like courtyard they had this dungeon area they opened all of it up and it just became a massive play party and it was so fucking hot Let's circle back to that, like the live demonstrations. I want to ask you about that. Where does consent play into that? What's the proper etiquette, let's say? As far as going to a convention for the first time, most likely somebody that is already at this convention. You're not just here on a whim. Or you've heard about it through a source like Buried Pleasures or 69 Whiskey. You've done a little bit of research, you pay for your ticket, and you go to the event, okay? If it's at a place like Test Fest where you can possibly stay on site and you choose to, that is, again, your choice. You do not have to stay on premise, you do not have to spend the night 
And if you do not have your own room, do not spend the night. <laughs> the reason I say that is because if it is your first time and you are just meeting everybody for the first time, save yourself. Don't just jump into play and the first orgy that you see. <laughs> it, it happens. I know, for sure. <laughs> but also understand that if you're not invited to that orgy, you're not invited. You will be asked to leave. <laughs> Most definitely. So when they do the demonstrations, live demonstrations, yes. which I saw Maddie got his face out on. He was super excited about that. Yep. Test fest. Sorry, right. Exotica. That was great Exotica. for him. So when you go to a demonstration like that and there's people there and they ask for a volunteer, consent is given when yes. you walk up. They discuss with you, as I understand, they discuss with you the rules of how this is going to go. I've seen people who get spanked. There's all sorts of things that anything that you can imagine, honestly, there's it happens. Some things, obviously, penetrative sex and that sort of thing is not happening on the table floors. You know, like it's not happening maybe in private rooms in some places. In some scenarios, uh -huh. there is what is called a plant where somebody is doing a class that requires penetration, requires whatnot. They typically won't ask for a volunteer, but if they do, nine times out of ten, it is somebody that they put there in the audience that they are already comfortable with. Gotcha. That is not really something that tends to happen often, mm -hmm. in my experience, mm -hmm. but again, I'm also kind of kind of in and out of the scene a whole bunch. Sure. And I'm guessing too, it depends on the type of party, whether it's a private party, you know, like you were saying, they have a large public party test fest, obviously opened up for everybody, but they're generally speaking in, in my experience, crowds of people gather together. And usually once you get that group of people that you're comfortable with, that's who you hang around, new people come and go, what have you. But I've seen people really mess up, be really, oh. yeah, be a little too exuberant or be a little less classy, maybe. <laughs> That's a nice way of saying it. Just be Neanderthal. After <laughs> what happened to the original community that I was a part of, I kind of stayed away from BDSM communities for a very long time. And because of how messy things had gotten, on the other coast, at least. And I had just gotten soured on the whole thing for a while and recently got back into it and got back into really trying to make friends within the community again. Because for a while, I I had a hard time going back onto FetLife. I had a hard time processing all of the things that had happened. And just going back in my head over and over again, just the trauma of what happened with the sequel and all of that nightmare. But, I mean, there are some positives to it. I still have my niece that I'm very close with, and 
I still have friends in that community that I still consider uh, myself to be fairly close with. I really should reach out to them more. But yeah, it's that's just kind of life for me. Gotcha. Gotcha. While we're talking about consent, I want to remind everybody, I do some sex abuse chats for some wonderful, fantastic individuals on Twitter. Thanks to the lovely Rachel and the OC, Bad Redhead Media, Rachel Thompson, love your face. We talk a lot about RAIN, which is the Rape, Abuse, and Incest National Network which helps people who have been subject to sexual violence and they're a really great resource. And they have a great, they have a great little page about what consent looks like. So definitely check that out. And it's R A I N N.org and just look up consent. What is consent? That's the name of the article that they have posted. And really honestly, it talks about different things like, how consent works and how you are allowed to change your mind. And that's something that I want to talk about because when you're in the scenes, the BDSM scenes and you're in the middle of play and things are getting hot and heavy, like before we've talked about, you had a female who didn't eat obviously and just passed out on you, got a little syncopal, never <sighs> a fun thing, <laughs> never a fun thing when you think you've killed your other person. I yep. can't imagine <laughs> But in the middle of that, you are allowed to say, hey, I'm done. I'm tapping out. Yes. And people who are in the scene should respect that always. Now, have I ever encountered other folks who have had horror stories about that? Yeah, absolutely. But I think for the most part, the people that I have known who are in the BDSM scene have all been straight shooting. I'll let you know, this is my this, and this is my that, and this is my no, ever. This is my maybe. Never a problem with communicating their boundaries or their wants or desires. Have you ever encountered in your scenes, or have you ever had to say, hey, stop, I gotta stop? Yes, plenty of times. There. So I live and die by the traffic light mantra which is red, yellow, green. Green means go harder. Yellow means ease up. And red means we're fucking done. How do I put this in the most easy to understand manner? I am not a motherfucking bottom. Are there times when I have, when I wish to bottom to other people because I respect them and there is like some sort of connection there? Yes. Will I fucking take an ass whooping? Not really. Let's be honest. I am I am one bitch of a bottom. There's a reason I'm a top. It's because I enjoy dealing the pain. I'm only into it a little bit as receiving it. Oh, for those who don't know what bottom means, can you explain, please? Bottoming is somebody who receives the whatever play it is topping means that they're the person with the whip in the hand they're the person with the violet wand in their hand they're the person with the fire wand and running stuff all over people's bodies it's great the bottom in this case 
is the person who has the black and blue welts, is the person who's slightly bleeding, is the person screaming because they're either going through their fourth or fifth orgasm, and it's starting to hurt to orgasm. And all of these things, by the way, for the audience out there, are things that are Consensual. done consensually. Exactly. Because if that's what you choose to do, because that's what you garner pleasure from, then that's it. You get to say what you want and what you don't want. And that's how that works. And as though some people may try to shame people who are into the BDSM communities, I'm going to have to say more power to the people who are out there trying to seek adventure and awe in every day, because that is exactly what we need to be doing. We need to look for new and exciting things to keep our brains as young as they possibly can, because uh, knock, knock, guess who's coming eventually <laughs> to pick you up. Somebody's going to get you. It, it doesn't matter. You're going to die one day. So die knowing that you tried some cool shit and had fun. If BDSM is not your lady jam, don't do it. <laughs> but don't completely check it off your list. So I more see myself as a kink practitioner. So BDSM is a mindset, is primarily bondage, submission, all that stuff. Being able to understand what turns you on and be and understanding that being kinky is nothing to be ashamed of. It's enlightening. Mm -hmm. It's freeing. Right. But experiment in safe ways is all I've got to say. There are plenty of people out there who are willing to teach. But understand that there are also plenty of bad people out there. The two are not synonymous. BDSM people are not bad people. And I think a lot of people get in their minds that it's some kind of alt, crazy, kind of ridiculous thing. When in actuality, there are so many different types of people and there's so many of us that you know, it's the difference between people who like a really soft, gentle massage versus the deep tissue massage. Some of us need more pressure, more strength, more visceral feeling. And some people just like the light, gentle stuff. That's why I love fire cupping. Yeah. That's to be completely honest. So the reason I primarily got into fire cupping, and you're going to laugh at me for this. Nobody I have ever met has ever been able to actually give me a real massage that actually like affects my muscles. Fire cupping does that. Yeah. So I got into fire cupping because it fixed my back. But it also feels so good that you just want to do it for other people. That and it's really fucking hot. <laughs> Literally and figuratively. Yeah. Listen, one of the most accomplished feelings that I have ever had in my entire life is I got a girl to get off into a cup while I had it on her. That's an accomplishment. You should put that on a, uh, you know, on a certificate and hang that on the fucking wall. I wish I could have either A, gotten it on camera, or B, could do it again. Because that was one of the greatest moments that I could never recreate. Well, I really think that the bottom line to all of this is when you have a consensual relationship and you can feel safe and comfortable with the person that you're with or the people that you're with, for that matter, if you're doing a multiplayer scene, having that ability to surrender 
yourself to that scene, to that moment, to that feeling has got to be one of the best things that you could do for yourself. Talk about your freaking dopamine and oxytocin and all of those wonderful norepinephrines jumping around in your brain, making you feel like, holy cow, this is it. Because there is serenity and surrender. And when you get that feeling of like little handcuffs or whatever, you're allowing that other person to help you in your pleasure journey. And that's pretty freaking awesome. If you ask me, I think that's a lot of people miss out on that whole part because they're really worried, scared. Well, on that same note though, I do have to then also provide the surgeon general safety message of if this is your first time or if it is something that you are stretching past your normal boundary, do make sure that you have somebody to monitor you after the fact for a couple of hours and even the next day or so because sub drop is a real thing. Explain what sub drop is, please. So I've seen it a couple of times and I've actually had it happen to me from the bottom space and from the top space as well because top drop is also real but when you are in those extreme spaces when you are going to those extremes like you were just talking about just like any other drug you can have a crash and your brain going into that high stratosphere If the person that's with you brings you down slowly and brings you back down to earth, then you're less likely to crash out. But if you just go on with it and you're fine and whatever, the very next day, you could experience an emotional crash. You could experience low energy levels. You could experience anxiety, depression, a lot of different things. And having somebody there to monitor you to make sure that you don't crash out is very important. For sure. Take care of yourself. You got to take care of your health, mental, sexual, and your everyday health is all. Funny part is I learned this all. I've learned most of this from a book. (gasps) What book did you learn it from? The series I gave to you. (laughs) And I'm loving it. If nobody out there has ever read the Anita Blake series of, what do you call that? Science fiction, gory, romancy, what do you call it? (laughs) Freaking awesome. It's considered fantasy thriller. Oh, yeah. It's a thriller for sure. Modern fantasy thriller because it takes place in the modern day, but we're just attacking on bullshit at that point. It's great. I love this book. You're just getting to the circus. So that means you've met Master Nicholas, Uh who I'm assuming you're already like, oh, this bitch needs to die. Yes. Nicolaos. Mm -hmm. Yes. She needs to die. It's a dirty little pleasure that I have to listen to on the way to work and from work. I freaking love it. And I have to monitor myself on it because I love a good audiobook. by the way. I don't like to read. I'm an audiophile. That's my problem. But freaking awesome. We need to do erotica book club. I had a guest on, a really good friend of mine, Wendy. 
one of the nurses I used to work with. And we talked about doing erotica book club and I still, I've yet to do that because all the moving and all that junk, but erotica book club, it's coming soon. <laughs> I, I'd love to, I'd love to help you with it. Oh, I think that'd be so dope. Uh, there's like 24 books we could go through. I can't wait. I think that's awesome. I think it's super cool. We will do that in the next episode of Dollar Store Dom and Polly. <laughs> Matt's going to get super jealous. We can't even. We're going to have to get him I mean, on. I'm telling too. him to read the fucking series and he keeps blowing me off going, oh, I don't have the time. Listen, man, you got headphones. Throw them in while you're setting up your events. He has a commute. That's how yeah. I do it. And it's really, it's super cool. It's a relaxing thing for me. But as we are winding down, I want to hear your take on what consent means to you and how you use it every day in your sex play and in your life. Consent is key. Consent is everything to me. Consent is telling the truth. Consent is transparency. And consent is how I do get through my day-to-day -day life because I live my life transparently. I'm very unapologetic about who I am and what I am. If you ever want me to bend you over and spank you, just tell me and we can set something up. It happens all the time. But yeah, no, I'm who I am and I'm very honest about who I am. And if somebody tells me that they're uncomfortable with what I'm doing, then I back it off. And I'm a true gentleman. <laughs> and at least so until you get me, until, until I get consent to not be. <laughs> and that's what we're all about here at Barry Pleasures is consent and communication, dude. You have to communicate. If you do not communicate, nobody knows what's going on. And you can't expect people to guess what you want. So if you want it, ask for it. And if you're not getting it, ask somebody else. Be nice, be kind, love people. Eric, tell me, where can these lovely people find you and 69 Whiskey? You can find us on all of your major podcasting platforms. Buzzsprout, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast. Look up 69 Whiskey anywhere. It actually comes up on Google now. I'm in shock. But look us up. It comes up. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Facebook's a little weird. It's RU69Whiskey because originally it was a college radio show and it was at Ryder University. So, <laughs> Fantastic. And you don't have any outro music now because you're not on your show. Nope. Oh, no, not having it. But anyway, this is Polly and Amazing, and this has been Buried Pleasures. And please look me up at buriedpleasures.com, Buried Pleasures on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, whatever you want to look, Google it. It's there, YouTube, all of it. Please take a look around. And if you like what you're listening to, please give us a little comment. Give me a little rating on Apple, <laughs> on Apple Podcasts, because gosh... How do you have to even do that all the time? My gosh. But anyway, please come back, listen again, and everybody have a good evening. Thanks.